How do we make sense of uh, this uh, complex landscape which has developed in the last months? Especially, you know, the, the starting date of it, it's um, always November 2022 with the release of ChatGPT. And again, this is not to say that Generative AI started in that moment. Uh, we, uh, everyone that has been in the field for a few years know, uh, knows that actually Generative AI, it's something that started a few years back. And probably, you know, we can uh, call the, the beginning of it with the release of GPT already back in 2018-19, but especially 19 um, and uh, 20 when really uh, there was a first release of commercial APIs from uh, from, from OpenAI, but definitely uh, November 2022 uh, opened the way to such changes into the web uh, and the internet that actually uh, right now we moved from a paradigm that was primarily evolving through continuous innovation and it did that probably in the last 10-15 years, so uh, before mobile uh, came along to a landscape where right now we're moving at a breakthrough pace. So I want to answer in this episode, how do you make sense of um, this complexity in a scenario where we're moving through a breakthrough, a breakthrough pace and whether this is going to last, how long, how long it's going to last and how we can make sense of it. Now, the good news is uh, this breakthrough pace can't last forever. But it will last, of course, as long as a new business ecosystem has developed. And therefore, we're going to have, again, a new and uh, stable landscape on top of which we're going to understand uh, what are the main rules that uh, make up this landscape. And therefore, again, how to go back to um, a continuous innovation uh, paradigm to keep improving, for instance, the, the, the newly formed industry. So that's the interesting aspect. So uh, for years, a business ecosystem is, the, for instance, the one on top of which uh, we uh, can uh, make sense and therefore build also a career uh, as practitioners. And then when this uh, old ecosystem is actually uh, taken over by a new ecosystem that is in the process of developing, in this process, continuous innovation stops uh, like uh, to, to, to be the main framework and mental model to use. And we want to understand breakthrough uh, innovation, especially to understand what kind of um, uh, new playbook is developing around this uh, new, um, new ecosystem. So in this context, um, as uh, when the new business ecosystem has consolidated, it will be possible, therefore, to make sense of it. And again, we're going to be able to look at it through the lenses of a continuous innovation framework. For the time being, and so let's say the bad news for some practitioners in the industry, in the web industry, is that what has been working for years might not, and you know, at times even overnight, work any longer. Meaning that uh, if you keep doing what have you been doing for years, for now it might still work and that's fine and you want to still keep allocating those resources uh, uh, along, uh, you know, uh, toward uh, what you've been doing for years. But on the other side, also start investing more and more of your time in understanding what you can do that is going to be relevant in a few years. So here's the good news. If the same practitioners are able to make sense of this newly developing business architecture, they can again develop a set of practices which over time will make it into a new 
adaptive discipline that can be systematically applied to this new business ecosystem. So the main point here is that uh, we can, again, make sense of this playbook and landscape. And uh, therefore, once this has developed, we're going to move from breakthrough pace and breakthrough innovation to continuous innovation framework. And we have learned as practitioners that are experimenting and learning the new playbook, what are the new um, practices that we want to hone and uh, tune on top of this industry to actually make sure that uh, our work is extremely relevant for uh, the years to come. So, uh, you know, some of the critical questions uh, to answer are, uh, first of all, uh, we want to ask, what is that I'm doing today, which made sense from um, a long-term perspective just a year ago, and that might not make sense any longer in the newly developing AI ecosystem. In other words, I want to, uh, you want to start right now. Uh, that's something that I'm doing already and I've been doing already for the, the last last few months. So what were the, the some of the actions that you've been doing and tasks that you've been doing uh, so far that were considered valuable in the context of the old paradigm, but might not be so anymore in the in the future and when i say in the future um, you know thinking at least in terms of two three years ahead so what activities i'm performing right now which uh, will make sense uh, in two three years as the new ai ecosystem consolidates by finding your answer based on whatever uh, depending on the industry where you are operating is going to be a key to actually uh, make sure that you can already adapt to this new scenario. Now, um, the good news is um, while we into the tech industry give for granted that it's uh, very fast the transition to a new technology, in reality, this is a sort of uh, an expert fallacy. Because in reality, uh, to go in uh, on the mass market, that's true that uh, this uh, AI technology is getting a mass adoption quite quickly. And that's impressive. But it is also true that before you're able to build a mass market on, on top of which and therefore go really, uh, go really to the so-called uh, laggards when you look at the technology adoption curve, it may take way longer than expected, even in uh, uh, you know um, a few years, let's say even like five, ten years to actually uh, see generative AI uh, get to the point where uh, everyone is using it. So not just 10% of the people every day, but 90% of the people every day, just like people, for instance, use Google every day. And the interesting thing is that, you know, the mass adoption of a technology like generative AI depends on multiple factors. So we know that the tendency and the trend here is that, that generative AI is going to be the new business ecosystem uh, built on top of the web and actually is going to probably swallow it. But on the other side, how long is going to take? It's a very volatile because it depends on a few elements like, you know, existing distribution networks, for instance, for, uh, for a laggard or like someone who is not uh, an expert uh, in, a, in a technical industry, like, um, you know, someone like me who is using, for instance, uh, uh, generative AI tools on a daily basis every day uh, multiple times a day. Uh, you know, with the high frequency, and those are already ingrained into my um, not only mental thinking, but also everything that I do on a daily basis. The interesting thing is for a regular average user, especially in the in the long uh, 
long tail so especially uh, if we think in terms of a mass market adoption are probably using a tool when these uh, there is like really zero 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 friction in uh, using that tool so think of the case of uh, uh, anyone who has uh, an, um, an um, uh, you know an um, android phone and he, he opens uh, the android phone and it's going to find by default google as a search engine a search engine and therefore without any second th thought uh, that user is going to start uh, you know just uh, using google because that's what they find by default and therefore as you can imagine distribution networks that have been built throughout the years by google are extremely important to keep that um, you know um, uh, hold into the this mars market other key elements to consider, of course, are upcoming regulations and uh, how much the regulator will uh, stiffen uh, the evolution of uh, generative AI. And, of course, if uh, regulators will uh, have a strict view, uh, this will slow down the adoption at mass scale uh, of uh, generative AI over a few years. And last but not least is also the technical challenge of understanding whether we're going to be able to have a generative AI that works in uh, works well in 99% of the cases because let's remember that when we go to the mass scale uh, it's extremely important a uh, critical that generative AI works extremely extremely well in the majority of the cases so um, even uh, right now at the scale that uh, for instance a tool like JGPT is getting used which probably has over a billion uh, users um, or uh, at least not billion users but is getting uh, used um, a billion um, it has at least a billion visits or if I'm not mistaken close to two billion uh, visits per month the ChatGPT. On the other side to actually work at scale is going to need to uh, do uh, to be able to actually achieve a precision and actually safety at 99% uh, of the cases. So again, the good news is that technical experts often uh, overestimate a new industry ability to take over an old one in a short time frame. And that's a good news because it gives you a little bit more bandwidth to actually um, you know, understand this new business ecosystem. And as I explained, the reason is because actually when we look at it from a technological adoption curve um, standpoint, mental framework, you know that to build a mass market, you actually need uh, mostly uh, the, the late majority and the laggards, which are those segments of the market on top of which you're going to build a mass market. And together, usually it, take, it takes times because this depends, again, on existing distribution networks, on regulation and also on technical challenges to, to scale a technology. But there is also another interesting part of this, that actually experts instead, while they uh, overestimate uh, a, a technology in the short term, they actually underestimate it in the long term, meaning that uh, we uh, might not have a real understanding of how much, how big this technology might become. Just like it is very hard, like many people might have envisioned uh, in the past that software would become like a trillion dollar industry, but would you have actually foreseen that uh, today this could have become like a 20, 30, 40 trillion uh, dollar uh, industry? And that goes also for generative AI. In the long term, it's very hard to understand how big it's going to get, depending also on how much integration generative AI is going to have on the overall uh, existing economic uh, um, activities that we have. So imagine the case of generative AI 
that is going to get to the point of being integrated in any object that goes around in, in a sort of Internet of Things framework, as you can imagine, the kind of economic value that you can create there can go in the order of uh, uh, hundreds of trillions of dollars, which right now it's uh, a quite uh, fantasy science <laughs> more than, than reality. So this means that, again, while you the good news is you have time to actually adapt to this new business ecosystem. The bad news is that you have to adapt to this new business ecosystem if you are in an age in which you're going to still be uh, a practitioner in uh, 10, 20 years because uh, this business ecosystem might become way more important than we think today. But, you know, uh, those um, again a key question to ask is really uh, what are the key activities that I'm doing today that um, I can uh, start uh, deprioritizing and what are the activities that I'm doing today which will be relevant in the future that I can prioritize and what are some of the new activities that I can do today which will be extremely important in a few years and that I need to give 100% priority not now but uh, let's say in a year time frame uh, so that I can transition um, and I can make this transition from where I were just a year back uh, and where I'm going to be in a one, two years time frame.